Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We're also brought to you by my bookie. They are your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention, they have in-game, live betting, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code SAL. Hey, that's my name. To activate the offer, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code SAL, S-A-L, when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome to Against the Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We're here on a, what's tonight? Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. That's the voice of COO of the podcast, Master Tate Frazier. What's happening, Tate? Not too much. Uh, very exciting news. We got Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson in an absolute showdown. That's, that's happening for sure. That's happening for sure. Uh, we're going to bet like every hole of that, like really, like every putt. That, that's going to be ridiculous. I re- Do you think they'll televise that? I, I think it's streaming <laughs> everywhere. Is yeah, it? Of course. Right now, though, you and Lombardi, GM Street, up and rolling. We're, we're right here, right? Football season. Do you get more excited a week before NFL or a week before NCAA basketball tips off? Be uh, yeah, Be definitely NCAA basketball. But that's just Son of a bitch. That, that's what I care about most personally. But, I, but yeah, now I'm done. That's I, I got to turn my mic off. You I'll are see, done. You guys Don't later. ever talk to me again. Sorry, Harry. It's the wrong answer. <laughs> College football is here. <laughs> we do have some games this weekend. Mountain West conference games. Not much, but it's something. Uh, later in the program, we'll have Ohio State great Bobby Carpenter on. Uh, we're going to talk Urban Meyer, all that's going on with him. Uh, he'll give us his take on the 2018 NCAA football season. But right now, here to help me dissect the conference odds, the Heisman odds, and the team over-unders, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, the degenerate trifecta, Brother Bry, Darren the Parlay Kid, and Harry. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, today we're going to go over the major conferences, and then next week, Bill Simmons and I are going to go over the AFC team over-unders, and then immediately afterwards, the degenerate trifecta, you guys, Tate and I, will go over the NFC team over-unders, and then the two podcasts will simultaneously be released to the public. Tate, I didn't even know that was logistically possible. Yes. Simultaneously. New technology. Yeah, it's happening. But do you, I don't recommend everybody listen to both at once, right? You listen to one and then the other, right? It gets it gets very confusing. All right, listen, we're going to go over these five conferences. But, guys, I don't know if you agree with me, but I have a lot of favorites here. And I don't want to apologize because this is not like the NFL yeah. where five of the right. eight divisions change hands every year. Uh, last year, if you had Georgia, all right, you wouldn't have had Georgia. You would have had Alabama. But Ohio State, USC, Oklahoma, Clemson. All winners, all chalk, right, Parley Kid? Absolutely, Sal. But so you're right. Uh, I think when we go through these, you'll see. I mean, there's there's some favorites too, but I think we have some surprises for you too. So this should be a lot of fun tonight. All right, all right. Well, let's let's get it started with the SEC, with the champs, uh, Alabama, third year in a row. 
that they are a preseason favorite. Now, they're 2-1 to one odds on Bovada to win the national title, minus 160 to win the SEC. Georgia behind them at 3-1, to one, Auburn 7-1, Mississippi State 15, Florida 18-1, and then no one has it. Well, a lot of those teams I just mentioned don't have a chance. But they beat uh, – Georgia beat Auburn in the SEC championship 28-7 last year. Didn't matter. Alabama wins the national championship in thrilling fashion. Uh, Parlay Kid, let's start with you. Who are you taking to win this conference? Yeah. So, listen uh... – Alabama's kind of like, they're like the Patriots of uh, the NCAA, right? Yeah. Do you feel, I feel like that's how they are right mm-hmm. now. Like, uh, it's hard to go against them, but I am, Sal. Oh. Uh, I like Georgia at, at, at plus 300. Uh, and in fact, so I love Georgia. I actually think uh, they are one of the top two teams in the country. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later who I think the other one is. But I do think, Sal, this is a team that's playing with a chip on his shoulder after that devastating loss in the championship last year. Their quarterback is excellent. Mm-hmm. They lost a couple good running backs, but DeAndre Swift, he's, we saw him a little bit last year. In fact, kind of a lot of them last year. I think he's going he's gonna to be more than a capable replacement. Uh, they have five starters back on the offensive line, plenty enough back on their D. One of the favorite, one of your favorite players on the inside. Really, how about that kicker? Yeah, right with the I guy with like the glasses. Mm-hmm. I, I, right, fantastic. One of the best place kickers uh, in college he's football. Back. He's back. He's forty nine years old. He's back this year. He's back. Wow. He's back. Mm. Uh, and, and Sal, they have one of the all time great rec- recruiting classes. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're not just going to be good uh, this year. They're going to be good for a long time. I think. Playing with that chip on the shoulder at plus three hundred, I think they're the SEC champs. Al. All right, brother Bride, you agree? Here, here's my thing with that. Like, even if they go against Alabama, like Bama beat them in Atlanta. Like, it's not even a home field advantage, mm. right? At, at, for the national championship, it was a great game. But, but let's see. If, let's I agree see if with that, Sal. But yeah. let's face it, Sal. A lot had to go Alabama's way down the stretch, and it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, was Georgia maybe the better team? I mean, they beat them sure. once and. Could could have beaten them again, so I, I think they're I think they're ready. I think they're ready to uh, to throne uh, Alabama. All right, brother Bry, do you agree with your brother there? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say. Look, it's going to be almost impossible to unseat Bama or Georgia. Yeah. But I was looking for a sleeper in this one, and and you might like this too, Sal. But I really like Mississippi State at fifteen to one. You could also get them at. Seven and a half to one to win the SEC West division, but uh, look, they were nine and four last year. They likely would have won ten and three if Fitzgerald didn't get hurt in that old Miss game. I have them, I have them at nine and three or ten and two. But all it really takes is one, you know, one big upset for them. Uh, they're home against Auburn this year. Obviously, they're going to have to win in Alabama, which is tough. But look, they returned seventeen starters. Yeah. Seventeen. That's a, that's a Tremendous, lot. Yeah. So you got Heisman candidate Nick Fitzgerald back, four linemen. Aris Williams, they're running back. They have tons of studs on defense and Simmons and, uh, and Sweet. So I, I just really like the odds of 15-1 because they're, they're going to be good. And the, the offense could even be better this year with Joe Moorhead as their coach. So I, I'm gonna, I, I just love those I'm odds. I'm going to jump in there because I have them. I don't want to go out of turn here, but I have them as my over-under over 8.5 for the conference, my favorite over-under. Hmm. It's even odds over 8.5. This team could be, I think they go 9-3. and three. They could be 6-0 and oh before traveling to LSU if you look at their schedule. 
And, you know, they played Alabama tough last year. And they lose like 31-24. It's going to be good. Like Joe Moorhead. Yeah, it was 35-28, I think, right? It was, was, yeah, it was only by it seven. It was really it was, close. They were, yeah, it was close. Uh, they got killed by Auburn, but Auburn's not as good this year. Uh, yeah, I like them eight and a half, over eight and a half. Uh, Harry, which, which team are you taking to win this conference? of Auburn. I'm going to take Auburn. I'm going to take the Tigers at 7-1. to one. I'm going to try to make a case for the Tigers. Look, uh, quarterback Jarrett Stidham has 30 touchdowns to 8 picks in 2 years at Auburn. He had 3 touchdowns and no picks in the regular season route of Georgia. Uh, they get a great test to see how good they possibly are September 1 in Atlanta versus Washington. And Stidham hopes to have wide receiver Will Hastings back by midseason after knee surgery. He had 4 touchdowns the Tigers last year, and look, if they lose to Georgia, uh, they play in Georgia this year, so if they lose, uh, it would still be okay, because if that's their only conference loss, then you roll the dice in a winner-take-all for the Western Division of the SEC versus Bama and and the right to play in the conference championship, so, uh, you know, also, plus at the end of the season, no one really knows the quarterback situation, what it will be for Alabama, is Tua really that good, or does Hurts get another chance? So at seven to one, I think it's worth taking a shot with Auburn. All right, a lot of. Uh, by the way, Harry, do you have a pillow over your head? Are you talking? <laughs> you sound very muffled. Take the I'm at pillow. The office tonight, Sal. I'm at the office tonight. Sorry. What, what is the is the uh, office under? Is, is there a fire in the office? I don't know. It's hard to hear you. Oh, taking down a lot of stuff, moving a lot of stuff out of this office. Okay. To a new one. All right. No, I understand. That. All <laughs> Sorry. Right. Well, no, that would explain. A lot, a lot of true freshmen on that Auburn team. Here's how I look at it. Now, this is boring, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Bama again. Why not? You know, they, they're, they, their tough yeah. games are at Arkansas, at LSU. Um, I think LSU at LSU could be tricky for Georgia for both teams, but you know, I, I understand with Georgia Chubb, Sony Michelle, these guys are gone, they're replaceable somehow, Roquan Smith, but they are down players at offensive line, linebacker, and running back. Uh, I don't like Auburn this year. Um, Mississippi State's the only one as far as Tua <laughs> Tagolo and uh, and Hertz, I think they're gonna figure that out. I think Saban's gonna be able to figure that out, and I just hate being on the other end. Of betting, you guys know it. These Bama games, it's it's uh, seventeen six yeah. in the second quarter, and then you are done. There's nothing. There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. So I like two to one odds to win national title. I also like minus one sixty to win the uh, SEC. All right, what do you guys have for over unders, Harry? Go ahead. Have you surfaced? Yeah, I got LSU under seven and a half at minus one forty five. Uh, LSU lost its plus 14 touchdown to fixed ratio quarterback from last year. Also, they lost their best wide receiver, and they lost running back Darius Geis to the pros. Uh, I checked LSU's roster. They have five quarterbacks. Uh, those quarterbacks have a total of one touchdown passing combined. Uh, and the schedule is very tough. Uh, they open on neutral field versus Miami. They play at Auburn, at Florida. And they have to play Georgia, Mississippi State, and Bama in a brutal three-game stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question for LSU is, where's the offense going to come from? And I don't have any answers for that. I think under 7.5 at minus 145 on LSU is the play for the over-under in the SEC. Yeah, I have no problem rooting against them. They screwed me big time. A giant money line parlay. They lost to Troy at home. 
were somehow like never in that game. They lost by three. And then the freaking team, I think the next week they win at Florida. So, yeah, they're a, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, Brian, do you have an over-under? Yeah, so I'm going against Harry. Like, I, I really like Auburn under nine wins this year. Mm-hmm. You like the under, too, I think, so on this one. But, yeah. look, they could be good. They have Sidham back. They have seven defensive starters back who are all supposed to be really good. But they're missing four of their starters on the offensive line. If you look at their schedule, it is awful. I mean, it is really tough. They're yeah. at Mississippi State. I know Harry mentioned them being at Georgia, but they're at Mississippi State, at Georgia, at Alabama. They play Washington, a neutral site. They're, they play LSU at home. They're at Ole Miss. They play Texas a and I mean, that's tough. So, I mean, at best, at best, they're going 9-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they struggled on the road last year. They ended up badly, you know, the, the loss to, to Georgia in the SEC championship. They looked awful in the Central Florida game. So that's a, a bad start to this season. So I, I think at best it's a push, but, you know, I really like the under. I see them, you know, 8-4. and four. Harry, you know, I see a nice little side bet with you and Brother Bry, Auburn at Mississippi State, October 6th. Let's mark that one down. Bring it. All right. Yeah, All right, Parlay Kid, you want any part of this nonsense or are you going a different team? No, no, so I'm staying away. So, look, I, I love Georgia, so I'm really sticking with uh, them with uh, in terms of mm-hmm. my conference over-under of 10.5 wins. Uh, Georgia at minus 130 uh, to reach uh, that number. Uh, they have four road games, Sal, uh, South Carolina, Missouri, LSU, Kentucky, and they're allowed one slip up there. They play Harry's uh, Auburn Tigers on the 10th of November uh, at home. I really don't see more than one loss on the schedule for them. Uh, so I really like them at minus 130 at over 10 and a half. Over 10 and a half. All right. I saw something interesting. If you look at the teams uh, with the minuses, the teams that are expected to make the playoffs, only two of them have a minus in front of them, and that's Alabama and Clemson. And both teams are, I don't want to say as a, con- a quarterback controversy, but – they kind of haven't decided on their quarterback yet. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, it's strange. You wouldn't see that anywhere else. Tate, uh, are you an SEC fan? You have to be, right? Oh, no. No? no not at ACC. all. ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right. it, basically, the ACC is the SEC East of college, fo- of college football. All right. We'll, for, for we'll, we'll talk. You jump in whenever you want, but we'll for sure talk to you about the ACC when we get to it. Uh, Big Ten, 2017, Ohio State 27-21 over Wisconsin. Um. I think last year, Brother Bry, I picked Wisconsin like a plus 150, and then you were like, yeah, but all right, even if you like them for the conference, they'll be plus 150 in the final game. Like, yeah, I don't know. And that, I think that's exactly what happened. They were like a three- or four-point underdog, and then Ohio State won and covered. Um, but Ohio State's favored to win the conference, the Big Ten, plus 175, Wisconsin, plus 275, Michigan, 9-2, to Penn State, 15-2, to uh, Michigan State, 8-1. to and I don't know if you guys remember, but they were a hundred to one last year. They were they were mm. dog crap. Nobody liked yeah. them, and uh, they didn't really put up much of a fight. Um, Parlay kid, any other reason? Any other team that strikes your fancy, or is it Ohio State? No, Sal. I I like Michigan State in this Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, this is where I'm going a little outside the box here, a little bit of a long shot. But Sal, as Brian was just alluding to. With Mississippi State, forget this team is the, by far the most underrated team maybe of all time. Wow. So they were a 10-win team last year. Yeah. They finished ranked 15th. 
You know, the, Brian said Mississippi State had something like 15 starters back. What, what was it, Brian? 17? Seven, 17, yeah. Sal, Michigan State has 19 starters back. Yeah. By the way, we didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't men- game. we didn't mention it at all. I don't think we mentioned Florida at all, except they also have 19 starters back. But no one's uh, – I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them. But, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. There you go. All yeah. right, right. But, but again, Sal, but – uh, my my point being that they yeah. were ranked 15th at the end of the year. Sure. Now you have 19 players back. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback Brian Lewerke, running back L.J. Scott, uh, both very good players. Um, their defense, Sal, one of only eight teams in the country that g- gave up less than 300 yards a game on the average. Their schedule is favorable. Uh, their home against Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, D'Antonio uh, is a very solid coach. I, I really just think that if we're going to go outside of the box and, and, and any of these conferences, why isn't Michigan State? I mean, everybody else, this whole uh, Urban Meyer thing that's going on, it leaves a little bit of a uncertainty. Penn State, uh, their the running back situation might not really be solved just yet. Uh, Wisconsin, I don't love their quarterback. Yeah. So Michigan State, and so what were the odds you had of Michigan State? You have them at 8-1? to one? Uh, they you have them at plus eight hundred. Yep. Right. So I I don't know. I mean, wh- why not? Why not them this year? All right. You know they're going to produce a good defense and their offense is uh I think um better than normal for them. It, so it, I, it, I really like them they, at those odds. They luck out having Michigan and Ohio State at home. That's nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't underestimate D'Antonio. Yeah, no, that's nice. That's those are nice odds. All right, Harry, what do you think? Big Ten. You know, uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Michigan at four and a half to one. Uh, A lot of things are going in the favor of Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines currently. First, like Darren had just mentioned, you have all these off-field issues with rival Ohio State. You also had five-star quarterback transfer from Mississippi, Shea Patterson, named the starter versus their opener versus Notre Dame. He had 17 touchdowns for the Rebels in seven games last year. Michigan had the best pass defense last year and should be great again as their entire secondary returns, and they get back All-American linebacker Devin Bush as well. The schedule-wise, they get Wisconsin and Penn State both at home. Uh, Harbaugh, I believe, this year. This year, he finally breaks his winless 0-3 record versus Ohio State and taking over as head coach. And Michigan at 4.5-1 to sounds tempting. Remember two years ago against Michigan? Uh, for Michigan against Ohio State, they got screwed on that fourth-down spot. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh gets redemption this year, and the Wolverines, and it's four and a half to one. Michigan, not a bad play. I'm going again. I'm going to use up my over under pick right now, Harry, because I'm going under nine and a half. The one in five against Ohio State, Michigan State in the last six, and no matter what you hear, Harbaugh's on the hot seat. If he loses to those teams again, he's he's in trouble. I don't I don't care what anyone says, and who cares about this old Miss transfer, this Patterson? Like it's a different system. Like, why do we think he's going to yeah. succeed in this in this system? Home for Penn State, Wisconsin. He's a pro-style quarterback, though, and uh, Harbaugh was in the pros, obviously, for a while. Oh, he was a pro. That's true. Yeah, I didn't know he was a pro. All right, Penn State, Wisconsin, <laughs> at pro Notre coach. Dame, <laughs> at Northwestern pro is scrappy. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to go. You know, like nine and three is a good year for Michigan, I think. But there's too many. There's six really tough games. I would go. I would go under there. All right, brother Bry, who do you like for this conference? All right. So I think this is the conference I'm least comfortable 
picking somebody in. So I'm going to do what you did last year. Mm-hmm. I think Wisconsin a plus 275 is actually really good value because they're, they're, I mean, they're not as good defensively, but overall they should be even better, way better this year. Uh, I know, like Darren was saying, he's not a big fan of Hornybrook, but he at least is He's kind of consistent. He's not bad. But Jonathan Taylor, you can expect him to run for over 2,000 yards this year. Their line is awesome. They'll be bringing back some studs on defense. But they're going to win. They're going to win the the Big Ten West. So I just think on the Big Ten East side, you have four legit teams that could win it. I'm too worried about, you know, it's kind of just like picking out a hat with those guys. So I Mm -hmm. think Wisconsin plus 275 is real good value. And I think it's better than last year, Sal, because, I think if they're in the when they're in the championship game, I think if they're playing in Ohio State or Michigan, well, if they're playing Ohio State, Ohio State will probably be like minus one seventy five. But if they're playing somebody else, it might be minus one fifty and minus one twenty. So, yeah. but I think plus two seventy five is good good value. We have such a problem with that Alex Hornibrook though. Every time we watch him, right, Let, <laughs> drops back. It always seems like thirty degrees colder wherever he's playing. Just only when Wisconsin has the ball. And then by the third quarter, they'll inch back in and they'll be up by like 17, 16, and then they pull away. But, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking them too. And they're plus 275 to win the conference. They're plus 380 to make the playoffs. And I was like, oh, why not do that? And I was thinking, I was looking back like, oh, Ohio State didn't make the playoffs but won the conference. So that's how screwed up this is. So you have to – you don't necessarily win one without the other. But – how are we t- going against Ohio State? I think they lost three Big Ten games over the last six years. Um, that Haskins is is up for Heisman, Bosa and Chase Young. That they anchor that run defense. Their defensive line is tops in the country. But I still say Wisconsin. Yeah, they have a nice easy run to that um, December early December game, and I say they pull up the upset finally. Brother Bry, do you have an over under? Yeah. So. I do actually, you know, I was saying how this is the least confident, but if I'm going to pick one of the teams from the East, I'm going to go Penn State over nine and a half. Look, I mean, they, they'll they start off the season 4-0 right away. They have Appalachian State at Pitt, Kent State, and at Illinois. So that's 4-0. So really they got to go 6-2 and the rest of the way. They're, they're tough games. I mean, obviously they go to Michigan, like Harry was saying. But they're home against Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. So between those five games, they have to go three and two, and then they'll finish the season ten and two. I know they don't have Barkley this year, but the offense is going to be loaded. They should score forty plus points a game. Their defense, I'm sure they have some young recruits that are going to come in and be very good. But I really, I trust Franklin. You know, they were eleven and two and eleven and three the last two seasons, so I think they're going to get to ten and two again this year. Yeah, that's a circle September 29th. I think that's the game of the year in the uh, Big Ten: Ohio State at Penn State. Trace McSorley has to really shine there. All right, Harry, come on, redeem yourself. Give us a good over-under. <laughs> yeah, that, right. that already uh, lost. I got Michigan already lost. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Right, yeah. Michigan's the loser. Right, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> Iowa over 7.5 at minus 140. Uh, the schedule's very favorable. Uh, they get Northern Illinois, Iowa State, and Northern Iowa all at home to start the season. Uh, their road games are at Minnesota, at Indiana, at Purdue, and at Illinois. They do play at Penn State, so that's a one tough road game. But other than that, those road games are not hard at all. Uh, junior quarterback Nate Stanley returns after a solid season, which he had 26 touchdowns and only six picks. Uh, Iowa's leading receiver returns, and also returning his tight end Noah Fant. As a sophomore last year, he had 11 of those 26 touchdowns. 
from Stanley. So um, I'm picking Iowa over seven and a half. Lay the one forty. All right, and uh, Parlay Kid, give us an over on the rounded up here. Yeah, so I like, uh, and you had mentioned this team briefly. This uh, this scrappy Northwestern team over six wins. Uh, it's sitting at even money right now. Uh, I I think uh, this line has actually come down a little bit. Uh, because um, of their quarterback situation. Clayton Thorson's an excellent quarterback, but he is coming off an ACL injury at the end of last season. He's a very good one, and if he's healthy, this team is certainly going to win more than six games, especially if they can start off the season by beating Purdue in Purdue uh, next week. Uh, If they win that game, this is certainly going over six. I love Pat Fitzgerald as the coach. They've won 27 games the last three years, so they've averaged nine wins a year. Mm-hmm. I think getting over six uh, at even money, I- I'm taking that. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, I think we've lost betting a Northwestern game, almost again. I think against them every year for the last six years. Why don't you go ahead and, oh uh, why don't you go ahead and circle a game on the calendar? We'll, we'll make that. Let's we'll just get it out of the way. Maybe the first one? Should we just get it out of the way? I don't it's know always think. like it's always week one or two. Yeah, you're right. It's they screw me every year. I, I but I, I will say it's usually either side of them. Like if I bet on or against yeah. them. Yep. So, they are, they're uh, the, I don't know. They're you're, the, you're right though. They they are my nemesis in the Big Ten. Detroit God, Lions of uh, of the NCAA for us. All right, yeah. let's let's yeah. move on. I got everyone there, right? Let's move on to the Pac-12. You could look at this over and over and over and see Washington all day long to win this thing. Their favorite at minus 170, USC plus 450, Stanford 5 to 1, Oregon plus 850, Arizona 12, and uh, Parley Kid's favorite, Utah 15 to 1. Parley Kid, you said they're you said they're one of the most underrated teams in football like over the last decade, right? I've always thought Utah really is. Uh, they do a great job recruiting out there. Uh... And I think uh, Brother Bry is going to have some more, a little bit more info on them in a little bit. All right. Well, Brother Bry, go ahead. Jump in there. Is that your team to win the conference? Right, well, I, yeah, I do, I do really. <laughs> so, yeah, like Darren said, I do. I really like Utah, and I'll get to them on the over-under wins. But I, I'm also looking. I'm staring at Stanford, plus 550 to win the Pac-12. Like if you look at their last look at their last five seasons, they were nine and five last year, ten and three the year before, twelve and two the year before, eight and five, eleven and three, uh, all under David Shaw. Like are we we? I feel like every year we're overrating Washington a little bit, especially after making the playoffs two years ago. But they returned Heisman finalist Bryce Love, KJ Costello should you know dual threat quarterback. They have one of the top four or five offensive lines in college. They have six starters back on defense. Like, I'm trying to figure out, am I missing something, getting plus 550? I know they go to Oregon and to Washington, but every year I feel like Stanford was underrated last year. I feel like those odds are way too good to pass up. I think, like, but what the, before October they have, and obviously this doesn't uh, reflect for the conference, but Notre Dame, San Diego State, and then Oregon and USC. Is that all before October or mid-October? That's a rough stretch. Yeah, it's early. It's early. I mean, yeah, you don't have to worry about the Notre Dame right. game, at least for the conference. Right, know, exactly. So. And then they go to Washington. All right, well, listen, there's nothing to not love about Bryce. He 2,100 yards, 18 touchdowns. He's he's a solid player. My boy. Yeah. Did you have Utah over-under, or what did uh... – Yeah, so I have Utah over 7, minus 140. Look, in the last – three of the last four years, they've had at least eight regular season wins. Last year, they had six. But they mm-hmm. lost to Stanford, USC, Washington, and Washington State by a combined 15 points. Mm-hmm. But I think they have a legit shot to really win the Pac-12 South at four to one odds. You know, so you can look at that as well. But when I was looking at 
all their schedules. I was looking at. I I, I feel like they're going to be nine and three or eight and four. They get Washington, USC, Arizona, and Oregon all at home. They've yeah. returned fourteen starters, eight on offense, six on defense. Their quarterback Huntley, who was hurt a little bit last year, you expect him to have a real big year. Their running back is back, who had about eleven hundred yards last year. Expect a big year from him. So I think seven is really low. Like Darren was saying, they're underrated. This is another one of those teams that's underrated every year. Mm-hmm. So I think that Pac-12 South especially is down. So I would look look at them for four to one odds to win that Pac-12 the Pac-12 South, but especially take the over seven. All right, uh, Harry. You love the Pac-12. You did uh, well. Your game of the year was Washington over USC. You got a lot of accolades on that. At least Washington State. Washington State. Washington State. Sorry, yeah, that's right. That's right. Your boy. That's right. You had uh, Luke Falk, baby. Luke Falk is a pro now, and you had. I mean, you had at least twelve people tweet at you and like congratulating. Right? That was a big. That was a big. Was that like a Friday game? At least twelve. There you go. Who's uh, that was who's, a Friday game, and it was at least twelve. Right? Yeah. Who's nice. the winner this year? Um. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a favorite here, Sal. Though I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Washington at minus 170. Uh-huh. Look, Chris Peterson has taken this program to a whole new level. Uh, last season's 10 win season marked the first time Washington finished with consecutive double digit win seasons since 1990-91. Washington still fully loaded. Heisman hopeful quarterback Jake Browning returns. Seems like he's been there forever. He had 19 touchdowns last year. Yep. Uh, leading rusher Miles Gaskin is back. He averaged 6.2 a carry. And had 21, 21 rushing touchdowns last year, and he led the Pac-12 in points per game at eleven point one a game. They have six returning all-conference players. Their schedule is favorable. Uh, they don't get USC, and they don't, and they don't get a, a team that's on the rise in Arizona. So I think Washington at minus one seventy, really good for the Pac-12. Look for them to maybe even make it into the Final Four. All right. And while we have you, what, what's your over/under special? My over/under is Arizona State, the team that's right, the university that's right around the corner from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Under four and a half at plus one fifteen. Not a not a Herm uh, Edwards believer, coach. huh? Yeah. Nah, new coach in Herman Edwards. Their best rusher um, that's returning is their quarterback Manny Wilkins, and he only had 282 yards. That was their leading rusher last year. Um, Seven starters on defense are gone from a season ago, and their backup quarterback who transferred from Alabama in 2017, Blake Barrett, has transferred again to South Florida. They have a tough schedule. They have Michigan State at home. Uh, They're at San Diego State, um, at Washington, uh, and at USC. And USC beat them by 31 points in Tempe last year. Uh, They closed the season at Oregon and at Arizona. Uh, a lot believe this hire of Edwards is a joke, and I agree. His rah-rah speeches grow old and tempy. So under four and a half for the Sun Devils is the way to go with plus money at plus 150. All right. Parlay kid, you sound impressed, but you never know. You might just be uh, – No, I, I, li- I do like that under yeah. for Arizona State. I am not a Herm Edwards guy. That guy's been out of football for, mm-hmm. for way too long. So, Harry, nice pick. Uh, but, Sal, my, my Pac-12 champion, Sal, I'm going with the, or- the, the Ducks – Oregon Ducks. Yep. Um, so Justin Herbert, Heisman hopeful, future first round pick. Uh, so I think they were six and one with him as a starter last year. Six and one, a much in, different in, team in games that he finished. I know we watched one. I guess it doesn't count that bowl game. We all were uh, at a sports right. bar. I think it was the uh, the fourth time Brian beat That's- Harry in tennis. 
And uh, we were to get that was miserable, but his second half, I think he, he played well, right? That's correct. Yes, and and so he when they were a different team with him on the field last year. They got home games versus Washington and Stanford. Uh, they their defense was much improved. Some people might not realize that second best rushing defense last year, fourth overall in the in the uh, in the entire conference defensively. That's a big step for them, and so. They're going to win their first three games very easily, build up some confidence, and then week four, they're home against Stanford. That, to me, is going to be – I think that's the big one. Uh, and I think they beat them. I think at home, I think they're going to beat them. And they're plus 800, so I love the odds here. And so who's not looking forward to Chip Kelly returning uh, on November 3rd? That's going to be a fun game with UCLA going into Oregon. Uh, but I like them. I think this is a sleeper team. I think this conference is kind of wide open. I'm I'm not so sold on Washington. I like Oregon at plus eight hundred. Sal, I'm with you, Paul. Like it, I think they can go ten and two. Uh, like you said, Stanford and Washington both come to Eugene. I think they kind of have to beat Washington in that spot. So then you wonder, all right, what would they be anyway? Probably plus two hundred, two fifty in there anyway for that game. But if they win that game, uh, I don't even think they need to beat Stanford. But I think they'll go ten and two. It'll be enough to uh, win the conference. They'll win the uh, conference championship game. I like Oregon. Like you said, that Justin Herbert was 6-1 in 2017. He's got that Mario Cristobal as the head coach, was his OC last year. Yep. And he uh, he loves that guy. So, uh, all right, and you have an over-under? Yeah, my over-under, Sal, and I, I've been – this is one I, uh, I love. Uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, not Arizona State, University of Arizona here. At over seven and a half wins at minus one fifty-five, as Harry knows, Khalil Tate is my favorite player in college football this year. Oh, wow. uh, and not and just and not didn't start uh, some of the season last year, but still over fourteen hundred yards rushing, over sixteen hundred yards passing. Sal, last year I think sometime uh, in December when uh, they some Heisman Trophy odds were up, he was sitting at forty to one. Mm-hmm. I was uh, all over that trying to. Uh, kind of campaign for for people to jump on him at that point. And Sal, this year, he's got Kevin Sumlin as his coach. This that move that move from Sumlin going to Arizona has kind of gone under the radar. Mm-hmm. But look what Sumlin did for Johnny Manziel. What is he going to do for Khalil Tate? My God, my goodness! This 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 might be the most exciting team in the country this wow. year. They have plenty of other skill players. Their DS nine starters back. Sal, their first four. Home versus BYU at Houston. Home versus Southern Utah at Oregon State. They're going to be four and zero. They have to win four more games to go over seven and a half wins at that point. Minus one fifty five. I love them. Love and they, it. And they have USC and Oregon at home. I think right. I think I think I had that jotted down. I believe they play in both those teams at home. Did I make that up? I don't know. Uh, you know, so I, I I I wish I could tell you. That's I right. just was so excited about their first four games. <laughs> right, yeah. I figured they're going to win four more after those That's first it. four. So they get those first four. Yeah, yeah now they're, yeah, USC, no, they're home against uh, USC and Oregon. And Oregon, yeah. No, I like them too. Yeah. I like them too. Uh, I owe you an over under, and no one's mentioned this. USC uh, under eight and a half. Look, holy kid, you know how frustrating this team is. They're like they get off to the slowest of slow starts. Um, they'll be losing to, to Rice or something at halftime at home, and it'd be great like in September. And then like by the time uh, January rolls around, it's like where was this team? This is like the best one of the top three teams. Why can't they make a playoff ever? Um, 
I like them under eight and a half. There's a quarterback battle. You got Matt Fink and JT Daniels. Um, they turned the ball over with Darnold 27 times in 2017. Yeah. Now you got this freshman. It's probably going to be Daniels. You, that's only probably going to get worse. You'll see early on they go to Stanford September 8th. This Clay Helton, uh, he's got a brutal September schedule. Uh, they play Texas, Arizona, Utah, UCLA, all on the road. Their secondary is going to be good again, but they lose pass rushers. And you like, you know how the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 like to sling it. That's going to be bad. They're going to have time. I love the under eight and a half. I think it's even odds. Take uh, Pac-12, my best over-under is USC, under That's eight a and nice a half. nice one. All right, let's take a break. We'll hit the other two uh, conferences in a second. Brings us now to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Listen, summer's over. It's apple picking season. And it got me thinking, what a great segue this is. Who is the best athlete in the Big Apple? Is it Odell Beckham Jr., 3-1 to one odds, Aaron Judge, 5-1 to one odds, Christian Porzingis, 7-1 to one odds, or Noah Syndergaard, 10-1 to one odds? We have three, well, we have four native New Yorkers discussing this now. Let's start with you, Brother Bry. All right, I'm going with Porzingis. You guys might disagree with this, but he by far means more to the Knicks than Judge or Beckham do to the Yankees or Giants. He's two or three years younger than them. There's only a few guys in the history of the NBA that can do what KP does. 7-3, hits two threes a game, blocks two and a half shots a game, electrifying dunks. I'm going with KP. All right. KP, PK, what do you think about KP? There we go, Sal. You can call me a homer if you want here, sir, but I'm going with my boy Aaron Judge. Have you seen this guy in his high school football uniform? <laughs> oh, man, this guy would be an NFL tight end. He'd be a power forward in basketball. Sal, he was like all state in all three of these sports. Who else on this list was recruited in three major sports? Nobody else can say that. Getting Aaron Judge at 5-1, to one, this isn't even close. Take Aaron Judge. All right. Harry, you're not going to take Aaron Judge. No way. No, because athlete is is the key word here. So it's Odell Beckham Jr. ODB has the greatest, most athletic catch in football history, and he did it in the Big Apple versus the Cowboys. Couldn't have been any sweeter. <laughs> Look for him to rebound from a tough season last year and to shine again this season. ODB, best yeah. athlete in New York by far. In a in a losing effort, uh, may I add, there, Harry, that that big catch against Dallas, losing effort, your team lost. Did Dallas win a playoff team that year? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, the Giants ah. did, right? They did well. I hate this because I agree with Harry. The athleticism is with ODB, three, whatever. Uh, yeah, he has the ball, could stick to his hand. He could be on Mars, and it doesn't matter. He could be upside down. He's going he's gonna to make the catch. Uh, too much athleticism out of ODB. He's the great Big Apple athlete. Uh, go celebrate by beating up a kicking net, Odell Beckham. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We have the ACC. We have two more conferences. And here we go. Clemson minus 180. Miami 3-1. to FSU 6-1. to Virginia Tech 10-1. to I'm sorry, Harry. I go all the way down the list before I see Syracuse 65-1. to uh, 2017, the championship game. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say that they they have better odds than UNC does. Sorry, oh, Tate. Tate. <laughs> shots Harry. shots fired. Harry, we're shorthanded. Tate. Come I on. haven't even heard from you, Tate. Come I had on. to throw a zinger out there. I know. They're shorthanded this year. Mason Veal back this year, by the way? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, back he playing is. for them? He's out there. He's ready. Really? Uh, Mason? Yeah, Mason's listening. I'm sure he's working hard out there. On, uh, we don't really have a quarterback at the moment, so uh, it's not fun. It's not fun to be a Carolina football fan right now. But Butch Davis could always come back. There's always that hope. How many times <laughs> did we bet North Carolina last year just so we could yell at Tate? Too many. Right. I, I, feel oh, like, right? I did. That's for sure. Yeah, no, we're I all over. Them. That's for sure. We're all over them, and that, and that wait, what they played Miami, right? Did they? Yeah. What was They're what in happened the with that? Miami. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. but what happened last year when they played them? Was that did they lose? Something happened. We had you, we had the wrong side, right? I'm sure. I'm sure that we did. I, I think they helped them stay undefeated. Yeah, uh, they that played was them early earlier in the season. But I thought it, you were talking it about it was close. Yeah. It was close though that game. Right, it, it was, was 24-19, only a five point win. That's mm-hmm. what it was. I think we had Miami money line. I was screaming at Tate even when they played them close. <laughs> I was mad at Tate. Yeah, but then Miami they showed their true colors. They lost. What they lose like thirty eight three in the championship game. I had Miami to not make the playoffs. I got lucky there. Here's the thing with the ACC. There hasn't been a repeat winner in 10 years. Is that right? But this is Dabo's fourth, wow. fourth playoff appearance. Clemson 25-2 and two in the ACC over the last three years. Yeah. I, I don't know I can take anyone else other than the Clemson at minus 180. They have 15 of 18 leading tacklers on defense back. Even if they lose, you know, FSU is going to get tripped up. That's their big game. Their home versus yeah. NC State. And Louisville and at FSU, those are as far as I could see, they're big games, and I, I even think there's room for them to lose in there. I would take Clemson at minus one eighty. Uh, Parley kid, what do you think? Oh, Sal, this is why why get fancy here, Sal? Right, Clemson at minus one eighty. They're winning this, so this I think this is the most talented team in the country. Georgia is the second mm-hmm. uh, most talented team. You could start with the D. No team is as talented up front. Three potential first-round picks uh, on that defensive line. Uh, They have a pretty solid running back duo with Etienne and and Feaster. They're back to combine for 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. And I thought that quarterback Kelly Bryant was pretty successful in replacing Deshaun Watson last year. Mm. I think he was good. He needs to be great. And if he's not great, they have supposedly an outstanding a uh, freshman uh, named Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, who's ready, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's ready to step in if he has to, right? They have a great head coach in Davos. Who, who doesn't want to play for this guy? This is a guy I think that, uh, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm a good high school football player, I want to play for Sweeney down in Clemson. As they're going to roll over this conference out. And getting them at minus 180 to, to win this thing, yeah. easy money, no need to get fancy here. There you go. No need. Give us uh, give us an over under while we have you. Well, Sal, this is where this is the one conference I'm not taking an over under here, Sal. Mm. I'm taking Clemson at plus five fifty oh. to win the championship. Okay. Okay. I'm going. I'm just. I'm foregoing an over under in this conference, and I'm just taking Clemson plus five fifty to win the whole shebang, Sal. All right. Uh, I I don't see just based on some of the facts I just gave you. I think they're the most talented team by far in the country. Um, and they're going to win this whole thing this year, no Bro- doubt. Brother Bry, yeah, if they so. make the playoffs, what will they be, 3-1 to one or less? Uh, once they make it? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they'll be less. Yeah, they and Bama will be like, yeah, they'll be like two to one, maybe. Yeah, so I like that. So you're probably like, kid, I like that. Plus 550. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's why, that's why I stayed away from an over under here, Sal. I mean, I just think that's just, that's great odds right now because they're going to make the, they're going to make the tournament. Get him, get him now at plus five fifty. Right. No, you didn't take the bait. I asked you for an over under. You, you denied me. Yeah. I, I like it. No, I like I'm it. Just not doing it. Not well, doing it. Or, or you could just do. I, I won last year on UNC under. Just, uh-huh. I mean, what, what's their over under? If it's two, just go under. <laughs> Did we check uh, that? What is it? Well, it was off the board at one point in time because, like, their whole team suspended for the first yeah. three weeks, right? Yeah. Why, why do they do that, Tate? Why? I don't know. They were trying thugs. to make some money. Really? What kids? Harry, oh, no, how would, how does this team keep getting away? How does this university keep getting away with all their all their shenanigans, Harry? How does it happen? Because they just it just keeps happening. They they don't acknowledge it. Whatever, even in basketball, Roy Williams. Come on, he knows all this is going on. Three time champ. Let this slide. slide. Come on, Harry. Come on. Don't be upset. <laughs> Those Jim Beheim final four. You you'll remember him. Uh, you'll remember him one day. That's all right. <laughs> By the way, they're five and a half. That seems a little hefty. Yeah, I was going to say actually they must have just come out. And the over is so minus. If you need me to give an over under, Sal, yeah. that's go, go under right, on you and Wow. Okay. All right, uh, brother Bry, what's your favorite pick this this conference? Okay, for the conference though, too, I, I agree with you guys. It's Clemson minus one eighty. I don't even think it's close. I mean, they have so much talent on this team. You know, the one thing you worry about, you know, with winning your conference is QB health, and it doesn't even matter whether whether it's Brian or whether it's Lawrence. I mean, the kid Lawrence. I actually watched a lot of the spring game highlights that he had, and he looked awesome. He, I mean, he's just a big kid, can run, he's got a great arm. Their D-line is ridiculous. Like Darren was saying, I think they might even have four guys who could get drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, Last year, they, they didn't make a big enough deal about it in that game against Alabama, but when ATN went out at the beginning of that game, though, that really hurt them because he's electric. They even have Hunter Renfro's back for his like 12th season as wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. I can't believe he's still playing. But uh, you might be better off. Like If you want to bet this conference, maybe you, you could find some value in the Coastal conference like i think miami's plus 120 right now mm-hmm. um you, you know you could look at some of those other teams yeah i don't like that miami quarterback uh, he just fell apart yeah fell apart i don't either Rougier. <laughs> yeah you have an over under yeah so i really like duke over six mm. so it really it jumped out at me because every year they're underrated every year they screw me we were talking about this before they screw me last year i took northwestern over duke duke mm-hmm. beat him up i took unc over duke last year Duke beat him. I just—it's always a problem. But they're always underrated. Look, in their last six in their last six years, five of the five of those years, they had at least six regular season wins, if not more. You wouldn't think that, right? So they were at least at least six and six for five of the last six years. Their coach, David Cutcliffe, I really like him. Look, they bring underrated. back eight. Very underrated. Uh, they bring back eight starters on defense. Their defense is always one of the best in the ACC. They have Daniel Jones at QB, who's one of the, actually the best in college, dual threat QB. But I would say look for them to build on some momentum last year. They had a rough strat- stretch in the middle of the year, but then they finished the season one in their last three games. I mean, they have a tough schedule, but I think they avenged the loss. Uh, you know, they lost to Army last year, which is a bad loss for them, yeah. but I think they avenged that this year in week one, and then they're probably going to start the season off somewhere like 3-1. and one. So you're only going to need a couple more wins. Worst case, 
Worst case, it's a push at six. I think they're definitely going over, though. Well, I'll tell you, the Sicoli brothers are beating the crap out of Tate today. The only thing worse than betting UNC <laughs> under is betting Duke over, right, yeah, Tate? That's I, I like Cutcliffe. Especially in though. football. Cutcliffe's a good bet, though. You like that? I think that's good logic. All right, Harry. Harry, you're not going to take Clemson because that's too obvious and easy, right? Yeah, and I took Miami last year at, like, I think it was five or six to one, and they made it to the, as we discussed, conference championship. I'm going to ride with the Canes again at three to one. Uh, Miami doesn't face Clemson, and uh, they do get Florida State and Duke at home. So, the, like Brian said, the Coastal Division was clear for the Canes. I know you two just said you didn't like uh, senior quarterback Malik Rogier, but Look, he had 31 total touchdowns last year, and Travis Homer returns after almost 1,000 yards on the ground. Amon Richards is a name to remember. He returns from knee surgery. In his freshman season, he broke Michael Irvin. Here's a cowboy. Here they go. I'm throwing a cowboy a little bone. Nice. Michael <laughs> Irvin's freshman record for receiving yards. Uh, Rick's defense has plenty of high-round NFL talent. And, look, we just discussed it earlier with Alabama and a little bit just now with Clemson. Let's see how things pan out for Clemson and their quarterback situation, because everything I've been reading, uh, they're ready to pull Kelly Bryant if, if he starts uh, if he starts being very ineffective and giving this freshman Trevor Lawrence a shot. So I think Miami has a great chance. Maybe it's definitely getting to the conference championship again, and then uh, maybe they can dethrone Clemson this time. At 3-1, uh, to one, let's roll with it. All right. No chance. What's your over-under? <laughs> Wait, can I can I jump in and say, Harry? I think uh, some sites had it three to one, but Bavada has it at, at plus five fifty. They so do. You should like that a lot more. Wow. Yeah, take that. That number's higher. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. also, you know, you guys had this chance last year. You really, really threw him into a tizzy there. The <laughs> uh, we, we forgot well, he's, just, he's moving boxes. Guys had no chance he's last year, and Miami made podcast. it to the conference <laughs> final. So. All right. <laughs> guys had no chance last year, but anyways, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my best bet of these over-unders is Boston College over six-and-a-half wins at minus 180. Look, the non-conference schedule uh, is pretty good in terms of what they should be able to get done. They have UMass, they have Holy Cross, sorry, Bill, uh, they have Purdue and Temple, all winnable games. They have a stud running back in A.J. Dillon. A lot of articles have him being the ACC Offensive Player of the Year. He had 1,600 yards and 14 touchdowns a season ago. Um, the Eagles have a spectacular offensive line or in turn their top four receivers from last season. And BC finished the regular season winning five of the last six. And during that run, they outscored their opponents by a whopping of 114 points. And that included beating Lamar Jackson and beating Florida State by 32 to take mm. over six-and-a-half wins, lay the juice at 180, and cash with Boston. All right. Yeah, that A.J. Dillon, I think in those last six or the last seven games, I think he averaged 180 yards on the ground. That's uh, astounding. But, yeah, so you're saying uh, gone are the days where B.C., whoever they played, uh, the over-under was 29-and-a-half, and it would go under by a lot, right? They're going to start to win? Right, they're going to score this year. All right. Uh, my over-under, I'm really just reading the line here. And it's Florida State. I'm going under. Now, yesterday it was seven and a half. Under seven and a half was plus 170. I loved it there. They kind of moved it on me. Not kind of, they did. The over under is eight and even now. 
I think they're a seven-win team at best. I, I really think they win like six games. Uh, Willie Taggart in for Jimbo Fisher now at FSU. Listen to the schedule. Virginia Tech at Miami, Clemson at NC State, at Notre Dame in Florida. I don't think they're seven and four by the time they get to uh, versus Florida. But if they are, you could hedge. I go under eight, even. <clears throat> I love that plus 170, seven and a half. But under eight, even for Florida State. Tate, who wins your conference? I think uh, just based on how this the whole ACC plays out, it's basically you have to pick a team on the coastal side and just ride them all the way. And it's just looking to see who has the better home games. And Virginia Tech is that team. I know they lost the Edmund brothers. Uh, but then you know, they have Florida State to open the season. If they take care of Florida State, which I think they will, then they have uh, Notre Dame comes to Virginia Tech. Their worst road game is playing at North Carolina pretty much. I mean, they get they get Miami coming uh, to town, and I guess like at Pittsburgh – yeah, it's probably their worst game uh, in November. So Virginia Tech is a sneaky team, and if they go into, uh, you know, they're used to winning the ACC. Yeah, so they're they're uh, they're a team to watch out and for. And they're for ten sure. ten to one odds. All yeah. right, that that might not be bad. And listen, you can watch all. Although these... that that court that quarterback screwed me last year too. That yeah. Virginia Tech quarterback. Yeah. yeah, he was. <laughs> it was Josh Jackson, right? That's his name. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, that's not what Brian called him. Brian called him every other name. It wasn't Josh Jackson. <laughs> I, I, he actually, I don't even know if he's still on the team. That, that, the only thing to worry about Virginia Tech, and, and I probably should backtrack everything I said, they had a lot of guys get dismissed from the team, and uh, I think yeah. even Josh Jackson is in trouble too. So uh, they, you, you would think they'd be wearing North Carolina jerseys by now, <laughs> but the way, uh, all the problems they're running into. Yeah. Oh, man. Listen, you can watch the ACC. You can watch all these conferences on DirecTV. For over 20 years, DirecTV has been the exclusive home to NFL Sunday ticket. That's the pros. The only way to get every live game every Sunday. Good news, NFL fans. DirecTV has expanded their service. If you live in an apartment or area where DirecTV service is not available, if you're stuck under a bunch of boxes uh, at, at your job like Harry currently is, you can now get NFL Sunday ticket without a satellite. To see if you're eligible, go online to nflsundayticket.tv and stream every NFL Sunday ticket game this season to follow your favorite team no matter where you live. Use promo code RINGER at checkout to save 15%. Exclusive student discounts also available. All right. One more, fellas. The Big 12. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this other than uh, this is amazing to me. And this and this is the this is the one, Brother Brian, we typically, I don't know, we're in the red more with the Big 12. We'll never be able to uh, to bounce back, right? We we never we never we, we probably go two and fifteen every year in betting the Big 12. Um, and you would think like the over's easy or not? No, everything's adjusted and everything's adjusted against us. But TCU allowed zero to fourteen points against every Big 12 opponent last year except Oklahoma. That's crazy in this this conference. Uh, they were in the Big 12 title game last year. They're five to one odds to big win the Big 12. They're seven and two in the conference in 2017. All right, they're at Texas September 22nd. They they have Oklahoma at home on the 20th, and they're at uh, West Virginia in October. Uh, I still think they can make the championship game at nine to three at nine and three, and then five to one odds. I like TCU. I'm going TCU to uh, to win that. Big 12 conference. Brother Bry, what do you say? Just get it out of the – whoever we're taking is losing anyway, right? <laughs> I know, right? There's certain teams. It's the Big 12, Northwestern. Yeah. Well, Duke for me, hopefully not this year. Vanderbilt. Uh, and Houston. Yeah. Those, mm-hmm. Houston. Are oh, those, Houston, those are too. Those are the teams. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Them. But I'm, I'm with you, Sal. 
I love TCU this year. I love them on the wins. I love them over seven and a half wins. I love them to win the conference. Look, if you look at three of the last four years, they've been eleven and three, eleven and two, and twelve and one. So, mm-hmm. and Gary Patterson, I trust. Right. Yeah. I, right now, the Big Twelve is kind of a mess. So, why can't they replicate it? They're going to start off the season two and zero. Oh. Yep. They also have Kansas later on, so that's automatically three and zero. Oh. So, you only have to go five and four the rest of the way. Look, I know they have a tough stretch back to back in weeks three and four when they have Ohio State and and Texas. But if they split one of those games. Mm-hmm. They're going at least nine and three, maybe ten and two, or who knows with this conference. I mean, they could they could easily easily win every you know they could one loss in this conference. You know, it's very possible yeah. for them. So they have, like you were saying, which is a crazy stat. Like last year, they gave up nineteen points per game in total, which mm-hmm. is amazing right. for a team playing in the Big Twelve, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but they also on offense they bring in Sean Robinson. They have back a lot of their starters on defense, and again, that's where that's where the money's made with them. So uh, I really like them to win the conference over seven and a half. I'm all in on TCU we, this we, year. We really are banking on their defense because I think Sean Robinson attempted like 25 passes last season. But, um, but yeah, yeah, but he yeah he, he he's actually like the highest rated recruit it said they'd ever had. Uh, that's good. All right, so but, you're taking uh, he, the, he looked pretty good on film. You're taking their over also, right? That's your over pick. Yeah, I'm taking the over seven and a half and to win the conference. All so. right, parlay kid. What do you like in the Big Twelve? Hmm. Well, you so, you know it's it's ironic. I actually think that TCU is going to regress a little bit this year. Hmm. Uh, I think Oklahoma is still the class of this conference. Al um, today they named Kyler Murray their starting quarterback. Hmm. Uh, have you seen this kid? Uh, he's an athletic dynamo, uh, got drafted in baseball, so might worry that his focus is more in baseball. This kid is out to prove this year that he's one of the greatest athletes in college football. He wants to prove that to himself and everyone else, that he's a superior athlete. I think you're going to put this kid in Coach Riley's offense. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, even without Mayfield, that this offense is going to skip a beat. Running back Rodney Anderson is back. Wide receiver Marquise Brown is back. Both excellent, dynamic players. Top recruiting class. If this defense even slightly improves, this is the best team in this conference. Uh, Circled the uh, September 15th game at Iowa State. Maybe a little bit of a revenge game. I I don't see them losing their back-to-back years. And they only have, uh, besides that, there's three other road games. One of them being TCU, mm-hmm. and I think this team is just going to be too talented. All right, let's take Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. And by now. the way, you say Kyler Murray's athletic. He's literally an athletic. He was drafted by the A's, right? Uh, isn't that the that's, team that drafted? There you go. Yes, and, and the A's. Have, yeah, yes, he is an athletic. Yeah, they've screwed us enough this yep. year because we had them to not make the playoffs, and uh, it looks like they're <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna run away with the World Series title at this point. You have an over under for us. Yes, I do, Sal. Um, I'm going to take the, the Bavada line on West Virginia at over seven at minus 200. Okay. Mm-hmm. While the rest of the conference is undergoing like a lot of quarterback changes, Sal, West Virginia is not. They have a Heisman hopeful and Will Greer. Um, this is a team that won seven games last year, but lost its last three after Greer went down with an injury. Mm-hmm. Right, they're returning seven offensive starters, including wide receiver David Stills, who caught 18 touchdowns last year, Sal. Uh, like Oklahoma, defense is suspect, but they've had a couple transfers come in, including uh, a pretty good player from uh, Clemson, and they actually had their highest-rated, 
defensive lineman ever to commit. Coming Dante Stills, uh, going to help improve their defense. Will Greer's not coming back, Sal, to win just seven games or under. They're going to win. I'm not saying this, like I said, Oklahoma's winning this conference, but this is an eight or nine win team. Take the over seven at minus 200 on West Virginia. Wow. All right. Well, I like the plus 140, and I went under seven. That was my uh, over under. I like, you know, Greer's great. 39 points a game when he in his completed outings, but I don't know if that he could stay healthy. I really don't. And like you said, they have four returning starters on an already suspect defense. I like the plus 140 with the under seven at NC State, at Iowa State, at Texas, at Oklahoma State. That's a run. I think that's like in six weeks they have those. Uh, I say they're a six and six team. Harry, but again, don't worry at all, Parley Kid, because Brother Brian and I, couldn't be worse picking anything in this conference. So you should you should uh, go well, this, fly this to conference Vegas is and very well balanced. It's very well balanced. Uh, very we'll, well balanced. screw it up this year, especially. We'll screw it up somehow. <laughs> Harry, what do you like in the Big Twelve? Yeah, I know. You know, Big Twelve is definitely like down this year. So I'm going to take. I'm going to. This line is a little shady too. I'm going to take Texas uh, on Bavada. They're plus three twenty five to win to win the Big Twelve. Um, this seems like it should be a little more to me, considering they haven't been in this discussion in a long, long time. And this is an enormous opportunity for Longhorns. Uh, time for Texas to step it up and finally be uh, at least in the discussion for the Final Four. I mean, this is why they went out and got head coach Tom Herman. Uh, there's no more Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph to contend with. They have two key games on their schedule, in my opinion, that could push them over the top. I think they're going to make a statement game September 15th. When they play USC, uh, I know Darren. We spoke about earlier how you got smoked on that game last year when USC played Texas, and Texas controlled most of the game, and USC pulled it out. I think Texas at home is going to maul USC this year. It's going to give them confidence moving forward into their October sixth game versus Oklahoma, who is faced, like I said, life without Baker. So a new quarterback for Oklahoma. We'll see what happens there in the Cotton Bowl. And uh, remember the name Daniel Young. The, this running back really came on at the end of the season last year, scoring touchdowns in the last three games. Look for him to carry the load to Longhorns. But uh, Texas gets TCU and West Virginia at home at plus 325. Like I said, the line, should I think, should be a little more. So what are they telling you here? Must be a reason. I like Texas at plus 325 to win the Big 12. Daniel Young. Dan- okay, I have to remember that name. Daniel Young. I'm going yeah, to write it on my wrist right now. All right, and what's your over-under? I got Texas Tech. Under six at even money. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is entering a sixth season. They were six and seven last year. Is that Red right? Raiders ranked 88th. And, a sixth yeah, season? Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Red Raiders, yeah, they ranked 88th in total defense a year ago, which is nothing new. And believe it or not, it was actually an improvement from 125 season before that, but it's still bad. And offense, on offense, they got hit hard, losing the quarterback, the leading rusher, and their two best receivers. A quarterback Kingsbury is left with either a sophomore quarterback who has been found guilty of Title IX violations in the past and missed all of last season, or a junior college transfer who got one start last year and was benched. Uh, the non-conference schedule is kind of tough. They, they have Houston. They have Mississippi. Um, Kingsbury always had a great, always had great offenses, but this year points will be hard to come by. Under six wins for the Red Raiders. All right. All right. Real quick, because we've been talking for like three and a half hours now. Everybody pick a Heisman winner. Let me just say this before we get going on it. Uh, the Heisman thing come Monday morning, the Heisman rankings, the odds, are that and the rookie of the year are my favorite in the NFL. 
uh, to look at because they jump around like like madness. And you could have had Darnold. You could have had um, Baker Mayfield. You could have had Barrett. All these guys were anywhere from 3 to 15 to 20 to 1, right? Bryce Love, he had a good game. Start. Like every, everybody was in there. Um, I'm taking three quarterbacks. I'm taking Kyler Murray, Oklahoma, and Oakland uh-huh. Athletic, 22 to 1. J.K. Robbins, 18 to 1 for Ohio State. And Jake Fromm, freshman last year, should be a lot better. I guess, you know, I didn't love Georgia, but 15 to 1. I like those three guys. I think one of them will be. Uh, Standing at the podium, uh, come d- late December, Parley Kid. Which one are you going with? Well, so, you know, I, I'm a, obviously a huge Khalil Tate fan. The mm-hmm. uh, the numbers are coming down on him right now, though. Uh, so I'm not sure if I would jump on him at this point. Uh, so I kind of like I do like Herbert from uh, from Oregon, Sal. I mm-hmm. think he's going to put up some prolific numbers uh, in that system. Uh, I think he's going to let it rip and. Uh, I think right now, what'd you say his odds were, Sal? Is he fifteen to one right now? Uh, uh, he did. He was thirty to one at one point. Yeah, he's, no, I think um, he's thirty now. Isn't he thirty now? Is he still Bavada, thirty to one? He's thirty to one right now. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah. All right. Well, on Bavada, yep. Well, if he's thirty to one. I mean, Khalil Tate at fifteen to one, Sal is still. Right. I think his numbers are going to be fantastic too. Right. Uh, so look, give me Khalil Tate and Herbert, Sal. I think. Um, okay. Let's go with those guys, especially Herbert at, at, at thirty to one. Yeah, I oh, took, absolutely, man! I misread that a little bit. I took yeah. three. You could take two. By the way, Tate, you need well, to get I, I, you, you need to get a Tate Khalil Tate jersey, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, we're gonna Perfect. get that for yeah, you. Yeah. Christmas is right. It's my replacement for Tate Forcier. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, there's no well, replacement. Well, so, you know, if you're gonna give me another one, Sal, mm-hmm. you know, I was all over Bryce Love last year. Yeah. Uh, I still think at seven to one, I think he's gonna be close to a two thousand yard right. rusher, if not more than that. He's dynamic. He's fun to watch. He's going to have like 10 runs of over 70 yards this year. So that's always that, that's always a good thing. I still think at 7-1, maybe uh, I still think that's pretty favorable at this okay. point, too. All right, Brother Bry, who's your favorite? Yeah, it's so, it's so hard. Like, it's so hard for a running back to win these, even the mm-hmm. last few years. You know, right? You just assumed Barkley was going to win it. Yeah. But uh, I kind of agree with Darren with Herbert at 30 to 1. But if I'm looking for a real sleeper, you know, I talked about him before, but Nick Fitzgerald, I'm not sure why he's 60 to 1. Mm-hmm. This is easily a guy in Moorhead's offense that could put up over 3,000 yards passing, over 1,200 yards rushing. He had been like 30 or 35 to 1. He went to 60 to 1. Wow. today and then I was trying to figure out like did he break his ankle again or did something happen but I think those odds are way out of whack and like you said earlier Sal like if they start off you know 4 and 0 all of a sudden those odds are going to come down to like 12 to 1 Definitely. so 60 to 1 I think it's great all right I like that Harry I got two guys uh, like I mentioned earlier AJ Dillon for Boston College 33 mm-hmm. to 1 basically I'm 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 picking it just based on his numbers are going to be so tremendous that it's going to be hard to ignore, especially being uh, a running back there. His numbers, like I said, he had 1,600 yards last year. BC looks to be better this year. Um, so at 33 to 1, that's worth a shot. But I'm going to, I think it all comes together. Like I said earlier, it all comes together for Jim Harbaugh from Michigan and top three stud recruit out of high school transfer, Shea Patterson mm. at 20 to 1. And I know earlier you said Darren. The other quarterback, whoever he said was drafted in the I mean, Patterson's drafted by the Texas Rangers. He's a stud athlete. At twenty to one, Michigan gets put back on the map. They make a run. Twenty to one, Jay Patterson. I- All right, there you go. So we gave fourteen names there, and hopefully one of them wins <laughs> between the four of us. 
Yeah, Tate, but they can cross out Harry. That's true. <laughs> Tate, do you like anybody? Uh, I don't like anyone ever ever on the West Coast. I like Kyler Murray. I think that's a that's a sneaky one, and I, it would be crazy if Oklahoma gets back to back quarterbacks to win the Heisman. But yeah, there, there's a chance, right? What do you mean you don't like anyone on the West Coast? Because the the their their visibility. I just know how I watch college football, and you know you, you got to catch it to see it. I mean, it, it right. took a lot for people to see Michael James. You know, yeah. So. It's, yeah. it's just very hard. All right. With the Tate, you have anything to plug? Of course you do. Uh, I have GM Street to plug Mondays and Wednesdays doing uh, hard knock stuff. So covered that uh, today with Lombardi. And then uh, Tuesdays, One Shining Podcast with Mark Titus. Very nice. Uh, Parlay Kid? At the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, looking forward to uh, next week when we talk a little NFL, too. Yes, we'll be talking NFL. We'll be doing, uh, like I said earlier, the AFC with Bill Simmons. We're going to go over over under wins. And the NFC with these guys, the Jenner Trifecta and Tate. Brother Bry, we're going to be in Vegas. Me, you, the Beast, and oh. uh, our buddy Trevor. Um, no, no weather issues, right? You'll be able to get out? You're going to avoid that, that yeah, storm no, I'm in heading, Hawaii? I'm, yeah, I'm heading out early tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah. I'm at the Brother Bry. I'm looking forward to it. You and I will be signing up for the uh, Super Contest. So uh, That's right. Excited for that. Maybe our, we can do a little bit better this year. Our boy Dave Tooley will be there. He's our proxy, and he's going to sign us up. Uh, wow, that's tomorrow already. And Harry, uh, where could people reach you? Do, do, do I have to even ask why you guys don't ask me to be in the Super Contest with you guys? Do I, have to <laughs> I don't really have an answer, but you could ask, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can buy 20. You can buy like a... You can buy 1% of mine if you want. Yeah. And then that <laughs> one. You well, wouldn't do that, Harry. Well, That's way I'll too... I'll be in Vegas and I'll be here and I'll... What? Um, go ahead. I, I, you, you just try uh, and make uh, me feel bad. Since I, since I wasn't invited to Vegas, right. I guess I'll be here in Phoenix and I... You can find me at AAO Harry. At AAO Harry. All right. That's a, <laughs> Harry, you make here's your here's the short answer. You make eight dollar parlays. I, I can't imagine you parting with fifteen hundred for a season long bet like this. <laughs> right? Hey, I wouldn't so have let's parlays uh, anymore. Yeah. Thank goodness the WNBA is coming to an end for Harry. So <laughs> he's on an unprecedented streak, which I'm is really worth mentioning. He was literally like one in sixteen in that WNBA. Was unbelievable. This year. An unbelievable run, Harry. They, they should make you GM of a team. I can't Just, even explain it. I know. Um, I can't even explain it. Harry, shout out. Maybe you can explain this. Shout out to your uh, girlfriend. I understand she had a little, uh, she she broke her ribs or something? Yeah, she broke uh, three ribs over the weekend in Salt Lake City back home uh, where she's from. Uh, uh, filled her ATV uh, and flipped over and uh, she's had to go to two different doctors oh. in two days. So, uh uh, yeah, so um, the hippity dippity basically is on uh, on hold for quite some time. I I wonder <laughs> if it is is a result of the hippity dippity. If you should maybe try something other than missionary uh, position. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Is this how it happened? Oh, we got we got everything going on. We're fine there, but it's on delay. <laughs> Harry, you got to spread that weight out. That's right. By the way. <laughs> Harry, when you maybe mentioned I, the maybe, eight- I, maybe I can give da- maybe I can give Darren some pointers. <laughs> yeah, Darren. <laughs> Darren's got seventy three kids. I don't think he needs pointers. He needs a babysitter. Uh, he has five kids. He has he's had sex five times in his life. <laughs> I will say, Harry, when you mentioned the ATV accident, I've never seen Tate laugh so hard in my life. I just I looked over. It's not right, Tate. It's That's not, not very nice. We're supposed to be a team here. I don't laugh at that. All right, all right. Listen. Hang in there. We have Bobby Carpenter coming on. 
Hey, people always ask me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week, and then I steer them into a 12-car pileup. But the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. And if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention, they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Plus, for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So lay down some cash and win big today. You win, and they pay. Join now. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code SAL when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, you know, everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. You can get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving could have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. And if someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. College football season is upon us. Two games kick off this Saturday night. Then it really begins full slate next week. And how is it possible that we enter another season without first talking to our friend Bobby Carpenter? We can't. That's the answer. It's not possible. We won't do it. So without further ado, on the line right now, former Ohio State Buckeye, Dallas Cowboy great, host of Carpenter and Rothman, 97.1, the fan in Columbus, Bobby Carpenter, thanks for being on Against All Odds. Sal, thank you for having me on, man. I'm excited. Yeah, you must be excited. And I'll tell you, I think I caught you on a busy day in Columbus, although tomorrow, um, <laughs> Thursday, will be even busier, I'm guessing. Wait, what's today? Tuesday, Wednesday? <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, it may even be busier on Thursday. I mean, who knows? These things get crazy when you're talking about coaches, boards, presidents. Those people are on their own time schedule. They don't care about when stuff breaks. They're going to get it done when they want to get it done. Does it bother you? I mean, they must have met for nine hours today. Of course, we're talking about Urban Meyer's fate in, uh, in Ohio State and whether he'll be suspended. I would put the over-under at one and a half games suspended. Uh, by the time everyone's listening to this, the ruling may have come down. Which way would you go with that, over or under? I would take the under because here's the thing. Urban Meyer's the guy that goes for it on fourth down. He likes he doesn't like to punt. He doesn't like to kick field goals. And I think he's probably consulted his attorneys. He knows what they have. He knows that I believe in my mind, I think he followed proper protocol with what he should have done. Mm-hmm. Now maybe he misled the media, lied at Big Ten meetings, but coaches do that about a variety of topics, albeit probably not this serious. So I think he's probably looking at them and it's either you're gonna fire me without cause and pay me or I'm going to return to my team. He's going with the full wow. uh, Colonel Nathan Jessup there. Right. And, just going to, and that's, what it, that's what it is. So he's going to put it to him. So I would say there's probably going to be no suspension. Either there's going to be some sort of termination settlement, or he's going to be back on the sideline. 
That would be something because I, you know, listen, here's, we know what kind of world we live in now. Everyone would want to placate everybody who, you know, want to hang him for allegedly knowing about this abuse. And, you know, if you do suspend him two games, the team doesn't suffer. They're home versus Oregon State and Rutgers. The average spread on those games are like 45 points. But it has to worry you, though. It has to worry you that it was a long meeting. It reminds me of like the, the OJ jury deliberating. It's like, what are these people talking about? It, it, should, be, it should be a black and white issue, right? You would think, but I think, like I said, Urban, they went in there and tried to maybe soft serve something, and he said no dice. Mm-hmm. These are the options before you. And the, the thing is, if you fire Urban Meyer, there's not a whole lot of other Urban Meyers out there. There's Nick Saban, there's Dabo Sweeney, and that might be the end of the list. And those guys, I don't think, are coming to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to part with one of the best coaches in the country, you better be willing to deal with the consequences. How much, speaking of the consequences, do you think this has to do with that band leader that was fired? Was that like four years ago? And it really, it's similar but not similar, you know, they, they claimed he knew about abuse. It's a different kind of case, but uh, are they worried about the hypocrisy? Is the university worried, do you think, at all about that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You're, you're, I, someone just brought that up to me today. You're the second person, Sal. It's, it's pretty impressive that you would get to there that. There you go. Um, yeah, because you know, that was when uh, Michael Drake, the president, first got here. That was one of his first big decisions to move on. But with John Waters, I mean, they knew it. I think they were trying to clean some stuff up, and they had. But I don't know if he'd really reported things to the proper channels. I think the thing that Urban leans on is, hey, he came out and said he told his boss. Now, that would be pretty bold of him to overtly say that. Sure. And then turn around and have it be not true. Mm-hmm. So if he says he told Gene Smith and did what he had to do, well, then now you're faced with you know kind of a moral situation of what you should do from there. Right, right, exactly. Well, I, I for one, hope that he's not suspended, although I – I don't think it makes a difference. I really do. If it is two games, or you're saying well, he'd hold out, it would. It, it's all or nothing. You're saying, the, but right. Oh, the big, the biggest mistake I made is it was like minus two hundred on him, uh, on him being the head coach or not being the head coach. Right. And I was like, I, I wish I would have jumped on that early because it flipped after like two days because mm. I think he would have been able to make some money because he's keeping his job. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's definitely a strange thing. You're right. And the boosters, you would know better than I do, but they have more to say about this than the uh, district attorney's office, right? I would say, I mean, the police investigated the boosters, mm-hmm. you know, the, the board, they don't want to look for right. in front of the, in front of the nation, but at the end of the day, they also want to make sure that they're doing a good job and they have a respectable football program and something they've always had at Ohio state. So I think they're trying to weigh that in as well. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at these conferences and we'll start with yours. And I, I, I would I would call you a homer for taking Ohio State normally, but enough is enough already. What what else do you have to see? They lost like three Big Ten games over the last six years. Something crazy. They're plus one seventy five to win the conference. Wisconsin plus two seventy five. Michigan nine to two. Penn State fifteen to two. Um, uh, these odds have been changing over the last couple of days. Is there any reason? Is there any value in any other team than Ohio State right now? Well, I think you're, you know, you're going to pick up probably Ohio State's guys on favor, and they should be. But I'm going to tell you what I think the value is in this. There's a one coach over the last couple of years, I think he's now 3-4 and four against Urban Meyer, but he's the only coach that's had fairly reasonable success against him in the Big Ten and made his way to the Big Ten Championship a couple of times, winning a few along the way. That's Mark D'Antonio mm. they record, they, at Michigan State. They returned their, their, uh, their starting quarterback and Brian Lewerke Got a ton of guys coming back. They were very young last year. And you can get them right now. I mean, they're plus 800. 
Yeah. I mean, so if you want to talk about value, like right there, I mean, that, that to me is probably the best value of anyone because they've had success against the Buckeyes. They have a veteran team. They've proven that they can win 10, 11 games. And if they beat Ohio State, they're probably going to get into the Big Ten Championship, and then they'll have a good shot at probably knocking off Wisconsin. Yeah, you're right. That is a good one. And their home games, their big games are both home versus Michigan and, as you mentioned, versus Ohio State. And uh, and they return 19 starters. I, brought, I mentioned it earlier in the in the hour. Um, yeah, that that's a lot of starters. And eight to one is pretty good odds. What's crazy to me is they were a hundred to one odds this time last year. That's I'm not I'm not exaggerating. They were that down in the dumps. Wow. And now they've come all the way back. All right, eight to one. I like that. And uh, did you look at any over unders or? Um... I did. You know what the over under? There's two over unders that I like the mm-hmm. Big Ten a lot. And I kind of just scrolled through. And I try. Everybody wants to pick, you know, the big time stuff. I pick something that I like. I like Michigan State because if I think they can win the Big Ten, mm-hmm. their over under is eight and a half. They have to go to Penn State. They have Michigan and Ohio State both at home. Right. So even if they lose all three of those games, those are the only three ranked teams they play. That still gives them nine wins. Yeah. And usually they're gonna they've beaten Michigan uh, two out of the last three years as well. So. I think that there's a good shot that they win 10 games again. So I think you're going to even have a game cushion in there. So I like Michigan State on the over-under, taking the over. And then also, the next one is going to the West. Wisconsin has seemed to win the Big Ten West Division each and every year. Mm -hmm. Their two big, tough games are at Michigan and at Penn State, the only two ranked teams they play. Their over-under is sitting at 10. And so... I think they'll probably split. I I don't. I think they'll probably beat Michigan. They've had a lot of success against them lately, but I don't see them losing both of those games. So I think those two those two bets are going to be your surest locks there in the Big Ten. That quarterback uh, Hornibrook drives me absolutely insane. I don't. It's like he <laughs> he does. But he, here's the good news, Sal. Yeah. You're not going to really rely on him to win a lot of games. Okay. They run the ball really well with John Taylor. John Taylor definitely top three or four uh, Heisman hopeful right there. All right, two two big overs. Okay, so you're taking uh, you're taking Michigan State as a, you're taking a flyer against your home team. Interesting, eight to one, and then you're taking the over eight and a half and Wisconsin over ten. All right, let's uh, switch gears to the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma favored at plus one thirty. Again, you know I, I feel bad taking all these favorites, but as, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. The favorites win every year. It seems like in the Big Five, like four of the five favorites win. Do you like anyone other than Oklahoma? You know, I try to look, and so you know, Oklahoma. You got them plus one ten. I'm always seeing them at plus one hundred, even closer to even on some some mm-hmm. things because they're pretty strong favorites. You know, UT kind of intrigues me. A lot of people have them as the second betting favorite. You know, around two fifty, three hundred, and I don't know if they can do it, but I think there's probably a little value there. Tom Herman's coming in. He's starting to build up a little bit. I think Oklahoma's the best team, but I do think that possibly Texas or TCU, but I, there's not enough there, style for me to sit there and say, I feel like that one of those two teams could get it done. Right. No, no, listen, you shouldn't have to apologize. Like last year, what did, what did we have? We had, uh, I mean, every if you would have taken USC, if you would have taken Oklahoma, yeah. if you would have taken uh, Ohio State, um, who else? I'm trying to think of all the every team that you would have wanted Clemson, to win. Clemson, I mean, Clemson of course. Was, yeah. Clemson was minus. Yeah, they're. Yeah, exactly. So there's not. Yeah, you would have won not a ton there. So you would have won four out of five for sure. Um, all right, I like that. Uh, and then what? Uh, you have an over under for the Big Twelve. I try. Some people like to just bet the big teams and right. different things. Like I like to scour through and mm-hmm. look. Um, so I have another. I have over under for the both the. Uh, 
both the SEC and Pac-12. But I want to go to the SEC because Bama, I mean, they're the prohibitive favorite every year to win. Right. But at minus 150. But one team that's got it rolling who, you know, narrowly lost in the national championship is Georgia, plus 250. And I think that they're a team that can beat Bama on any given day. So, you know, it's, it's by far a lock. But if you're looking for value in the SEC, like you're not really going to find any on Bama at minus 150. So I think Georgia's sitting there at number two is probably your next best thing. I mean, they've shown that they can beat them. They've shown that they can play with them. Kirby Smart coached under Nick Saban. They're in the East. They're going to make it to the SEC championship. And so they have, a, I think, a fairly decent shot of knocking off Alabama. And that's 3-1, to one, right, to win that, uh, to win that yeah. SEC? Yeah, that's pretty good. Trying yeah. to find you some value here, Sal. No, I, mean, I hear you. Some of these are just tough. It's tough to search it out. Yeah, and it's not like the NFL where five of the eight division winners, uh, you know, change hands every year. No, it's, it really is tough mm-hmm. to, to pick this. And you have an over under there for SEC. Uh, the one over under I like is I'm going with Georgia. Like I said, they're, they're okay. uh, plus two fifty to win the whole thing. Right. But if you look at their over under, a lot of places have them at ten, ten or ten or ten and a half, which doesn't seem to give you a lot of wiggle room mm-hmm. as far as losses. But they only play two ranked teams. One of them's on the road at LSU. They're barely slide in at 25th. They play in the, AC, uh, the SEC East. There's not a whole lot of tough games they're going to have. So I, I think you can almost slate this thing for 11 regular season wins just the same way you can Wisconsin because of their schedule and how good they are. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. And sometimes it's better just to bet the East and the West, which, which side uh, of the conference are going to win. I saw something interesting, if I can find it now. Wisconsin is plus two seventy five to win the conference. Not, not to backtrack with the back ten, uh, Big Ten, but plus mm-hmm. plus three eighty to make the playoffs. I'm like, oh, why wouldn't I just? If I like Wisconsin, why wouldn't I just take them plus three eighty to make the playoffs? Like, well, we know why because if you win the and you would have thought that was a gimme all these all these years, you win the Big Ten, you don't necessarily make the playoffs. So you could end up uh, pulling your hair out over a lot of this stuff, right? You could, but I do like that. I'm going to throw you in a quick NFL bet. Yeah. Uh, something that I saw here, yeah. I believe the Browns were 10-1 to 1 to win the, the AFC North, mm-hmm. which you know, they said Vegas is getting all kinds of money. They're taking more money than anyone else in the AFC North right now, even though they're the longest odds. Right. However, Hugh Jackson is 40-1 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. <laughs> now, Sal, I would like you to envision a scenario in which the Browns somehow win the division and right. Hugh Jackson doesn't get coach of the year after they went 0-16. Oh, that's interesting. So if you want to try to find some arbitrage right there, right. that's the play to make. I think, okay, but could you hedge it with first coach fired at plus 275 or 3-1? Because I, like, <laughs> I feel like it's one or the other. It's, he's going to go gangbusters you know or he's out of there. He'll be 1-35 after four weeks, and then that'll be that. <laughs> you could. You could hedge it there, but I mean – like, I'm not saying the Browns are going to win it, but why take ten to one if you could get forty to one essentially, which is probably more realistic? No, it's true. It's true. Uh, or you could bet someone who has a chance to win uh, Coach of the Year. No, uh, no. <laughs> I, well, are you enjoying Hard Knocks? Do you watch? I feel like everyone's got the Hard Knocks hangover. You talk about the Browns; their over under went from five and a half to six. There's a lot of great personalities, and then they just uh, introduced the the obese uh, offensive line coach. Uh, the other day, which is he's the, maybe the best character of them all. Are we falling for the TV edited version of this team, or do you think they're legit? Well, when you say legit, I think they're a team <laughs> that can probably win between six and eight games. Right. And for a team that's won 
one in 31 over the last two years. Yeah. I would say that's about as legit as you're going to get. Absolutely. If they could pull that off, for sure. For sure. All right. Back to, uh, back to the college helmets. Uh, Pac-12. Again, Washington even. Everything points to Washington. They look good. Everyone else seems to have a brutal schedule. But did you find uh, a diamond in the rough there? I did. I did find one for you there. And like you said, Washington, they're the prohibitive favorite again at minus 170. Mm-hmm. But there was a team last year that really pushed them, that actually beat Washington. It wasn't home. This year, they'll have to go to Washington, uh, to Spokane, to, be, to play this game. Mm-hmm. But the Stanford Cardinal, they're coming in at plus 500. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got the favorite in Bryce Love to win the Heisman Trophy. They could run the ball. They play good defense. And if there's anybody that's going to be able to knock off Washington, I think it's them. They beat them last year, I believe, 30-22, to 22, although it was at Stanford. But I think they're a team at plus 500 that's going to give you good value mm-hmm. that could potentially come out of the Pac-12 North. Yeah, I like that team. I like watching that team. I love watching Love. That is, I, I, th- I could see them beating Washington, but such, they have such a brutal schedule. I think before October's even over, it's San Diego State, USC, Oregon, and Notre Dame. Like Now, obviously, San Diego State, they should win. Notre Dame, that game doesn't mean anything towards the conference, but um, they could be demoralized by the time they get to Washington. But you're right, 5-1 to one for Stanford's not bad at all. You know what, they've always played They've always played USC really tough, too, and they're one of the few teams that even when USC was rolling would give them a lot of trouble. So mm-hmm. I don't look at that game quite as tough, so I think that they could be able to take care of it, even though they are a little tough early. And like you said, Notre Dame doesn't count in the conference standings, right. so they could lose that. It wouldn't be a big deal. One of my sleepers in the over-under mm-hmm. is Arizona. Now their over-under sitting at 7.5. Yeah. The only two ranked teams they play are USC and Oregon. Um they just had Kevin Sublin take that job out there. And he's a guy that is a heck of an offensive coach. You know, he knows what he's doing. He can move the football. And I think he's a guy that could go in there and really light some things up. And they have Khalil Tate, who is, I believe, fourth, third or fourth in Heisman odds. So yep. for them to try to find a way to win eight games with the schedule they have and the Pac-12 being pretty weak, I like that. I think that that's probably going to be your safest bet in the Pac-12. He's incredible, that Khalil Tate. If he could stay healthy, they'd have like fourteen hundred, over fourteen hundred rushing yards in that conference. And uh, yeah, they they could come out of nowhere, Arizona. All right, I like that. I like that over. And that leaves uh, the ACC. I don't know. Talk me out of Clemson. You end up everything you read says they're, they're better <laughs> better than ever. You know, they may have four. Uh, defensive lineman draft in the top 16 or something. It, it's crazy over there. But is there, is there anyone else to consider? You know, Florida State and Miami that are that are right back there behind them. But, I mean, to me, Clemson now, they're an, AC, they're an SEC team playing in the ACC. They have, yeah. they have some unbelievable D linemen up front. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get anything done up there. I mean, I think a lot of places have them, what, minus 180, minus 200, minus 150, somewhere in there. And there's no value in it to me. I mean, they're going to win. If you want to go invest in, you know, buy some some treasury notes or savings bonds, that's that's basically (laughs) what you're getting with Clemson. Right. Yeah, and I saw enough of whatever I needed to see. And they destroyed Miami last year. Miami looked good for a few weeks. And then they had that Malik Rogier. I don't trust him at quarterback. I, I just don't see anyone really stepping up. And Florida State has a tough schedule. Um, yeah, Clemson minus 180. No no over-unders in that conference. It's a tough one. No, there's nothing really that stood out to me that I really liked that I thought you could get some 
get some good value on. Uh, lastly, head over to the Heisman, Sal. Yeah, Take a look at that. Bryce Love, you know, we'll just talking about this being the year of Bryce Love. I mean, it's just so rare that running backs win it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you've only had a couple guys win it in the last decade. So I'd rather not try to go with the exception. I'd rather go with the rule. And, you know, you've got Tunga Tuovailoa coming in. You know, Bama's quarterback is 750. You know, another running back from Wisconsin, John Taylor coming in at plus 1,000. Khalil Tate at plus 1,400. But the thing is, for me, my Heisman criteria are this. You have to have the stats, which a lot of those guys are going to have the stats. You have to be on a team, I think, that is at least competing to potentially get in the college football playoff, at least through Week 10. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to eliminate some teams that are probably going to win eight games. And then you have to be on national television, so you're yeah. going to have to have some spotlight games, which makes it a little tougher for some of the Pac-12 guys since they're playing at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And it's going to be tough for some of those East voters to see. So the one guy who I like, there's two guys. I like Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback from Ohio State. And that might be a little bit homerish, but I've watched the guy work. Yeah. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. May end up being a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. if he chooses to leave after the season. He's very talented at plus 1,800. But one of the other guys who was just announced starter, started for his squad, he's young, he's a freshman, and we've seen a tendency to give it to younger guys now when they come out and they light the load up, and that's Kyler Murray, yeah. quarterback for Oklahoma. He's plus 2,000. Right. And so that's where I find you know, a decent amount of value because he's going to be on a good team, he's going to put on a national stage, and the kid is electric with the ball in his hand, being able to throw in and run. So I think he might be a nice long shot if you want to try to take a flyer on someone. I think he's a guy that could end up being in New York. What did you say? He was 20 to 1? I was looking at that. Yeah. Is he about yeah, 20, 20, uh, yeah plus 2,000, right. 20 to 1. I, I, I love that, and I love all those guys in that 20 to 1 range because – to me, the Heisman Trophy bet is that and the Rookie of the Year in the NFL. It's it's fun because those numbers, you you go Monday to Monday, those numbers fly all over the place. They really do. Like last mm-hmm. year, Lamar Jackson, uh, JT Barrett, Sam Darnold, uh, obviously Baker, who, who won the whole thing. Um, these guys, Saquon Barkley, these guys were anywhere from 3-1 to one to 25-1 to one all year long, and it just went back and forth and back and forth. So I like any of those guys at 20-1. to one. I, I like Justin Herbert. I like uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, maybe even Jake Fromm. I mean, walked off. Well, if you like Georgia, you probably like him, right? Or is there just yeah. too, too much dominance on both sides of the line to pick one player? No, I, I like Jake Fromm. He's another guy that I like. Yeah. Um, I just think Kyler Murray's an electric player, and so much now. You know, Heisman, the Heisman Trophy's essentially become, you know, a Sports Center highlight award where right. you're gonna have the yards, but as long as you have the wins and you have a lot of a lot of big time plays, I mean, people are going to vote for that because no one has time to watch all these games anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, I think you hit it on the head. Um, real quick, our Cowboys—they were their over under was nine and a half last year. They landed on nine. This year, it's down to eight and a half. I think that's fair. If I had to bet everything, I would go under. What do you? What would you do? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say if I had to bet everything, I'd probably go on eight. Go I think on this eight. is probably yeah. a seven, eight win football team. They've got some injuries right now too. Right. You know, I think Zach Martin's gonna be okay, but mm-hmm. it looks like Travis Frederick, their center. Right. You know, he's had some issues. Um, you know, and that's that's a problem. And the strength of your team is your offensive line. You need those guys. And Tyron Smith, who's as healthy as said he's ever been, but. You need all three of those guys to be really good, and if they lose their center, Travis Rodgers, that could be a big blow to this team. Yeah, I mean they're not even playing Dak in the in the third preseason game, right? They've learned their lesson about yeah. <laughs> the, the sieve of an offensive line yeah. in these preseason games. Where are you on the preseason games? I you 
Do you like two? Do you like four? Do you like them all gone? What What would you say? I would probably say I like two as a player. I mean, maybe three might be perfect, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, that way, you'd, you'd probably the second preseason game would look more like the, the – would look more like the uh, third now. Right. And that last one, if you made you know, just three, the third would kind of be a hybrid, probably players starters, you know, maybe a quarter, quarter and a half. And then, you know, you, you probably want to see some of the young guys to try to fill out the back end of that roster. But I think getting to three would be good. Two would be a little tight, but I think you get it to three, you know, maybe have that extra regular season game and that'd make a lot of people happy. So I'm, I'm with you. I think like, you know, it's overstated or understated how valuable some of these games are to cutting that roster down, especially now where there's just one cut. There's not, it doesn't go 100 to 72 and to 53, right? It's just they cut that middle part out. So I think you, I had never played the game, but don't you think it's how much more valuable is a preseason game than a, like, a, say, a controlled scrimmage in terms of oh, evaluating it's really talent? Valuable you're, you're, yeah. yeah, you're going against guys that's on television, guys you don't see every day. There's a read and react. I mean, it, there's an element of pressure there because it's it's a real game environment. So it is crucial because there are guys that are going to come out and play well in practice, don't play well in the games, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So you have to find out who those guys are. So you need that pressure element and a full game simulation, not just something you can do during practice. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. Well, great, Bobby. Great stuff. Thank you for coming on. Listen, if you're serious about that Hugh Jackson 40 to 1 bet, I will book that. I'll give you I'll give you 60 to 1 right now. You let me know. If you want Hugh Jackson coaching the year, one. yeah, sixty to one. I'll throw a hundred. I'll throw a hundred down on that with no, you. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> I can't let you do hey, that, man. <laughs> Listen, hey, I'd be the best hundred I ever lost if I All right. lost because you know what? I feel like they're going to be pretty decent, uh-huh. and I think that he has a decent. I like Hugh Jackson, and I think you know why. Yeah. I think he's hopefully will stay out of stay out of the way this year because they have two great coordinators. I think that'll make this team really good. Right. All right. All right, I'm going to give you – you let me know afterwards if you're serious or not, but I'll give you 60 to 1, and you, you let me know if All right. that 100 is for real. Uh, you can reach him on Twitter at, at BCarp3. Listen to him on Carpenter and Rothman, 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Bobby Carpenter, thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sal. Anytime, man. All right, pal. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey. Why don't you shoot us an email at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Bobby Carpenter. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur huge legal expenses, or even lose your job. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. Drive sober or get pulled over. Learn more at NHTSA.gov.